be in the book of John this morning, John chapter number one, and we have been uh, starting on this uh, series about let there be light, and what God's word says about how he sent his son as light into this world, and you know, it's interesting, especially around this, uh, this Christmas time and, and stuff like that, um, people are... People are looking and searching for true meaning in, during around these, this Christmas time. They're, they're, they're looking and wondering, what is all this about? What does this have to do? What, what is the true meaning behind all this? And you know, all of us, uh, we all have a desire to have hope and to live a life of joy and confidence. But for many people, especially during this Christmas time, no matter what their motive is, whether it be uh, some type of religious motive or whether it be a secular motive or whether it be some type of a, a motive for nostalgia, you know, of, of, oh, I just really like the Christmas time and the lights and the hot chocolate and stuff, and there's some type of nostalgic reason behind it. Um, there's always this craving for meaning of what is Christmas all about. Um, but really... The, the, the reality of Christmas is the fact that God sent his son into this world to dwell among us. He sent his son to be in flesh among us. And that, that's what really makes Christmas such an awesome reality. And I, and I say a reality because the life of Jesus is a reality. Um, that God became flesh and dwelt among us to fulfill the Father's purpose and that is for us to know him in a, in a real way, to have that relationship with him, um, and basically to share in the glory of God. So this is the key to all of our hope that God became flesh and dwelt among us. And so today we're going to look here at John chapter number one about let there be light. And, and we'll see as we go through the text that Jesus, he reveals himself, God reveals himself as the true light that came into the world and how that light uh, is in the world. So uh, we're going to begin here reading in John chapter number one. And let's take a look here beginning in verse number one. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. And notice this in verse number nine. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. 
And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. If you notice that in verse 9, the true light, this true light gives light to everyone, and he was coming into the world. Last week we looked about how God said, let there be light, and it happened, light happened, and that light was given to us to show us about our need of Christ, to show us that, uh, that we are in darkness. And here we find that it is the true light which gives light to everyone and was coming into the world. Now, there's a few things that we can think about when we talk about this light that, that, that God gives to everyone. First of all, I can think of that he gives us the light of creation, meaning the fact that we look around and we see God's handiwork. We see what he's made. We see the mountains. We see trees. We see grass. We see birds. We see beasts. We see this light of creation, and it testifies to us that there is a creator. But also there is a light of conscience that God gives every single one of us a conscience. And we know what is right from wrong. And it's not the fact that we know what is right from wrong because our parents tell us so or because we have rules about those or commandments about that. But because we know something testifies about to us that when we do wrong, why is it wrong to sin? Why is it wrong to tell a lie? Is it because somebody somewhere made up a rule saying you shouldn't lie? No, because we have a conscience and our conscience bears witness to us that we have sinned. And I think that's clearly laid out for us in Romans chapter number one, that uh, you know the people, they, they have creation, they have a conscience, and people that die without Christ, they will be judged, right? So when we talk about light here in John chapter number one, we can look at it that way, but also we can look about this way about the fact that light is life. And I believe when John was talking about this, because you find out throughout the whole book of John, you find these phrases about light, you find these phrases about life. And here, it's always been the Father's plan to send Jesus life, to send Jesus as light to us. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 20 tells us, He was chosen before the creation of the world. Jesus was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. So when we reflect about what Christmas is all about, true hope and true joy will not be found in anything less than the reality of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Lamb of God who was foreordained before the creation of the world that he was going to be slain for, the, for all of our sins. I mean, this, was, this took place before the foundation of the world was laid. God had all of this foreordained for us. So it was this light that was coming into the world that Jesus would be born into human flesh, live a sinless life. He would suffer and die so that man might be redeemed to God. 
So we need to understand that the bright hope and joy contained in the meaning of Jesus being the true light, because by understanding this, it makes the reality of Jesus' birth have more meaning than just a holiday, a celebration, a time of gift giving, or something we only remember once a year. And isn't that what people kind of do? I mean, uh, somebody made a phrase today. They, they, said, um, they said, you know, there's only two weeks before Christmas. And really, that's it? That's all we got left is two weeks? But the reality is, is, you know, we set aside Christmas as a time to remember Jesus' birth. But this was a huge announcement that God was sending his son into the world to dwell among us. To live among us, to take on flesh, to suffer and to die for us. So let's just take a few moments here and explore this awesome truth of light, the true light that uh, has come into the world uh, for us. So first of all, number one, I want you to notice this. Light is life. Light is life. John chapter number one, verse number four, it says, in him was, notice this, life, and the life was the light of men. And I believe the life that John has in view here is mainly new life, spiritual life, saving life, the gift of eternal life. It's the opposite of spiritual death. It's the opposite of condemnation. And so I believe when John says here about in him was life and the life was the light of men, I believe that Jesus' life was light. And so by looking at this verse, we can see that in Jesus was life. John chapter 5 verse 26 says, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. So John here is talking about the life people don't have, even though they are physically alive. Does that make sense? People have life, physical life, but apart from Jesus, they don't have life. Listen to John chapter 5, 24. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who has sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Sometimes we, we think that eternal life begins, you know, if a person has received Christ as their savior, Sometimes we believe that eternal life begins when after they have passed away. No, that's not it at all. When you receive Christ as your Savior, you receive life. And that life that you have now is eternal. You have eternal life living in you right now. And you've passed from death to life. So in other words, apart from believing in Jesus, we are all dead. In order for us to live forever and not come into judgment, we need the gift of life. And that life is in Jesus Christ. Listen to what 1 John chapter 5, 11 through 12 says. It says, God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. And whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. So in him was life. So if you have him, 
you have life. If you reject him, you are rejecting life. You know, you don't have to make the Bible, you don't have to make Christianity controversial. All you have to do is just read a few verses of scripture. And so when you tell people and you say, you do not have life because you do not have the son. That's pretty, pretty simple. If you have the son, you have life. If you don't have the son, you don't have life. And so that's what John is saying here is that this light was coming into the world and in this light was life. And because we have Jesus as the light, we have life. Jesus said in John 5, 40, he says, you refuse to come to me that you may have life. John 10, 10, he says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. John 10, 28 says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. So I think it's clear that when John says here in John 1, 4, in him was life and the life was the light of men. He means spiritual life, eternal life, life that saves you from judgment. So if you have the son, you have life. You have Jesus. If you have the son, you have life. He is in you and you are in him. Life is in you and you are in life. So you have life forever. And this life with Jesus is everything. I mean, this, this, is, this is the reality. When we talk about Christmas, this is the reality of Christmas. This is the reality that God sent his son to dwell among us. And by believing in Jesus, receiving Jesus, we have life. And that life is in us. That life is a part of us. We are in life and life is in us. Now look at this verse again. Notice what he says. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Why does John say the life was the light of men? Why does he say that? I believe because we don't really know what spiritual death and life is until we relate them to light and darkness and blindness. You see, most of the people you see at the mall or at the work, wherever you, wherever you are, you see them, okay? If you tell them that they are dead, if you, if you go up to your friend that's sitting you know, next to you over there in an office job or you're, you're working at a factory and you're building stuff and you look over to him and you say, hey, you're dead. You know what they're going to say to you? They're going to say, you're weird. <laughs> but the reality is, is when we talk about light in reference to life here, they're blind, they're in darkness, and what the Bible says is that they're dead. So John here says, and the life was the light of men because people are in blindness and they're in darkness. And they need light in order to have life. So people aren't dead because they can't walk or talk or think or feel or even see with their physical eyes. They're dead because, just as Jesus said in Matthew 13, 13, seeing they do not see. They don't see Jesus as supremely valuable. They don't see him as being precious. They don't see him as being something that is, that is 
that is a treasure to be valued is what Jesus talked about. A man that finds that, finds that goes out into the field and he finds a treasure in the field and he, he gives everything to buy the field because he knows that that field is valuable. They don't see that because they don't have light. They're in darkness. They're spiritually dead to the greatest of all realities and that is that Jesus Christ is life. And so if they're going to see these things and receive them, they must have life. Life is what makes seeing possible. And just as we looked at last week, remember when God said, let there be light? God speaks and he gives us light. He, he speaks light into our life. And that light is coming and it's showing us and showing us and showing us. And then finally, click. I see it. I see life. I see life. I understand now. And that's the, that's, that's, the, that's the reality of the gospel. Is that Christ gives us light so that we might have life. So John says here in verse 4, In him was life and the life was the light of men. So new life brings light. New life makes seeing possible. When death is replaced with life, darkness is replaced with Light. Have you ever been in a dark place before? You know how much you want to have light? I remember growing up uh, there in Albuquerque. We left, my parents and I, we left, and we were out driving, doing something. Well, when we came back, it was dark. It was nighttime. And we got back to the house, and the power had went out of the building, out of our house, because some electrical storm or something like that. But everybody's power was out. And I had this bright idea, because it was dark in the house, I said, hey, I'll just go get a light and plug it in. <laughs> and to my, to, my, to my amazement, when I put that electrical cord in the socket, nothing happened. Boy, I felt so stupid. <laughs> and you know, I think about people that run around in this world that they're in darkness and they run up to an electrical socket and they're putting in anything and everything trying to get light, but it's not happening. And Jesus says, I am light. I am light, and he gives light. And when he gives light, he's giving to us life. In John 8, 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so that's what we're talking about, the light of life, the light that comes with new life. So when you receive Jesus, you receive life. And when you receive life, you receive light. So light is life. I'm going to show you a second thing about this. The darkness did not overcome the light. Look at John chapter 1, verse number 5. It says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John chapter 1, verses 10 and 11 says, he was in the world, the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. So when we talk about that true light that was coming to the world, we find that the darkness 
did not overcome the light. John is talking about the coming of Jesus into the world. And that's very plain as we look here at verses 10 and 11. He was in the world. That light was in the world. The world was made by him. Yet the world, what? Did not know him. Here is light in the flesh. And the world is still in darkness. It did not know him. And so when we look at this light, it says the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Every person... Every person that is born into this world is born into darkness. And they come into darkness. You say, well, it's not dark. I can see. I mean, I can see the lights here. I can see what color the paint is. I can see what color the carpet is. I can see that ugly shirt that Mike's wearing. I can see. But in reality, we are all born into darkness darkness that's the condition of the entire world of mankind until we have Christ as Jesus said in John 5 24 truly truly I say to you whoever hears my word and believes him who has sent me has eternal life he has not come into judgment but has passed from death to life so Jesus comes into this darkness as the light of the world and the light of life has come into the world. And John says that the darkness, notice what he says, the darkness has what? Not overcome it. Now, if you have uh, any other type of uh, translation that you're using there, you might have a different word for overcome. You could possibly have the word comprehend or understand. Okay. Uh, Jesus said in John 12, 35, the light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. And the darkness, one way that we can look at this, is the darkness did not grasp the light, did not understand the light. John may have been talking about both here. But he's saying that the darkness was there, the light comes into the world, and the darkness did not overtake it. It did not understand the light. And that really ties into verse number 10 and 11, doesn't it? Because here's the light, it's in darkness, and the world was made by him. He came unto his own, and they did what? They did not receive him, they did not grasp him, they did not understand came unto his own and his own people did not receive him. So the darkness did not understand that light. And that is so true in people that we meet every single week and talk to and, and, and we should be out as, as lights witnessing of Christ because that's what we are supposed to be doing as, as light witnessing of the true light that we have. We have life. I want you to think about this just for a moment. If you know Christ as your Savior, you have life. You have light. And wherever you go, you should be spreading light and life. It doesn't matter if you're here. It doesn't matter if you're at home. It doesn't matter if you're out eating somewhere. You have light and you have life. And you know what the two things that we should be speaking to people about? Light and life. 
giving that out because we have that. And we're to be giving light and life. And so when we encounter darkness, okay, we encounter darkness, we're to be giving out light. And even though that darkness may not grasp that and may not understand it, we are still to be giving out light. Because one day, hopefully, I understand. I see. I I see this. I understand this. And so as we speak to people, we give life. You know, and that's not just for unbelievers. I believe that's for believers as well. Because all of us are supposed to be continually giving light and life to others. Sharing light, giving light, giving life, speaking life to others, speaking light to others. And so the darkness did not overcome the light. It did not understand it. It did not see that. And we say, well, where is the victory then for that? Where is the victory for this light that Jesus is? Look here thirdly. Let's show you this. Light was sent into the world. John 1, 9 through 13 says, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. The world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Who are born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. This is the message of Christmas. This is, this is the triumphant message of light coming into the world. And these verses show us where the focus really is when Jesus comes into the darkened world. He's coming into the world and he is in the world. Look at verse number 10. Look what he says. He says, he came To his own. The world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. I believe that verse corresponds with verse number five as the darkness has not understood it. Verse 11, he came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. So the true light is coming into the world, the world that he made, and the people he chose. And I suspect that John has in view here of the whole world of human beings. And I believe he is also talking about the people of Israel in particular. And he comes to his own, and they don't even receive him. He made it. Israel belongs doubly to Jesus. He made them, chose them, and and, uh, as he called out to Abraham, he says, Abraham, I'm going to make you a great and mighty nation. And so when verse 9 says that this light is coming to the world... And it enlightens everyone, I believe and think that it means that Christ's light-giving life is offered to all as the only hope for darkness and the spiritual death. And see, I believe this is where we as, as believers in Christ fail, we fail greatly, because I don't believe we see people in darkness, We don't see people as being spiritually dead. I don't believe we see people as under the condemnation of God now. It's not later, it's now. 
And so it should urge us, it should stir in us this desire to share Christ as light and life. Not as, well, I should be doing my good Christian duty, but whether, sir, you're in darkness. Even though they may not understand that, you have to share Christ because as you share Christ, the Holy Spirit says that he will convict the world of sin and judgment and righteousness. And as we share Christ, it's up to Christ. Christ is the one that convicts. Christ is the one that draws people unto himself. I can remember before I knew Christ as my Savior, I went to church. I sat in church services. I said prayers. Um, I even had a Bible. I did all these religious things. But Jesus really didn't mean all that much to me. And I heard the gospel, light was being given, light was being given, light was being given. But there came a day in my life when finally it made sense that Jesus was the only way and Jesus was revealed as the, as the light that I needed. And I realized inside my heart that it was darkened, that it was, that it, that it was dark and that, that I was dead spiritually without Christ. And Christ made himself available, and I received Christ. I said, I want light. I want Jesus. I want Christ. And he changed my life. And so because this light was sent into the dark world, we know that this light is not overcome by darkness, but it triumphs over it. The darkness, the death, is not going to win. Jesus is sent into this world, and light is given. Light is 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 proclaimed and that darkness is not going to win because Jesus is light and he is life. So how does the light triumph in a world where everyone is dead and blind? Well, look at verses 12 through 13 because it gives us the answer. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So he comes into this world. He comes to his own. They did not receive him. They're rejecting the light. They're not grasping it. They're not understanding it. They were dead and they're blind who he was. But some received, some believed who? The ones that were born of God. And that is the triumphant proclamation that light overcomes darkness. Is everyone going to believe? No. Jesus said it of himself. He says, broad is the way that leads unto destruction. But he says, narrow is the way that leads to life everlasting. And he says, few are those that find it. And so Jesus offers light to everyone is everyone going to grasp? Is everyone going to understand? Is everyone going to receive? No. Because they love their sin. They love their darkness. They love their, their, who, they, who they are. And they don't want light. They don't want life. But to those who do, Jesus says that they are born of God. That is such an awesome phrase, to be 
born of God. Because he says, you're not born of the flesh. Meaning the fact that you didn't do it yourself. It's not like something like, oh yeah, here I am. I'm just a good guy and boy, look at me. He says, you're not born of blood. Meaning the fact that it's not some type of thing that you have received because of some nobility. He says, you weren't born of your own willpower. He says, you are born of God. And when they are born, they're alive. They received life. They believed, they received him, and they became children of God. So God's answer to the deadness and the blindness and the darkness that is in the world is the new birth. Do you remember the the story of... uh, Nicodemus coming to Jesus, John chapter number three comes and he says, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher that comes from God for no man can do these things except God's with him. And Jesus very bluntly turns to him and he speaks light and he speaks life and he says, Nicodemus, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, you must be born again. What was Nicodemus' response to that? He didn't grasp it. He didn't understand it. He didn't comprehend it. What did he say? He says, "Uh, how can a man be born again? Am I supposed to get into my mother's womb a second time? Jesus says, aren't you a teacher? Aren't you a teacher of the law? Aren't Aren't you a person that studies? Don't you know these things? He says, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He says, except a man be born of the water, a physical birth, and of the spirit, spiritual birth, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So Jesus here, what is the remedy? Send Jesus into the world as the light of life to lay down his life for us. By doing so, causing all those, those who believe in him to be born again and receive life, receive light. John chapter 10, verse number 15 says, Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. John 15, 13, greater love has no man than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. And so all of this brings us back to the beginning that light is life. That's the way the new birth works. It imparts light and it imparts life to us. And the meaning of that life is that it sees that it has light. Verse 4 says, in him is life. And life is never disconnected from Christ. Never. So if you have Christ, you have life. If you don't have Christ, you don't have life. That's it. So how do we have the son? We receive him. Verse number 12. But to all who did receive him, that is, we believe on him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name. That's how we receive Christ. That's how we know Christ. So how do we know that we have life? Because we have the son. And guess what? The son abides forever. You know what that means? That means we have life forever. We have light forever. 
And that's such a blessing to know that. So during this Christmas time, when we're talking about Christ, when we're talking about Christmas, when we're talking about all these things, don't forget to share life. Don't forget to share light. Share it. Proclaim light. Proclaim life to those who need it. Let's pray together.